You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Oh my gosh, we were reunited, hanging out in person, the two of us, for the first time in over a year and a half. Holy moly. It went by way too fast. I, yeah, I like could not stop like pinching myself. It was so good to see you guys and in person. Like it just feels in one way, it seems like it was just yesterday. Mm -hmm. Well, actually it kind of was, but, (laughs) but like, you know, it feels like, oh, I just saw you yesterday. And then I, the year went by so fast and also dragged on forever. So Mm -hmm. just so weird, but it was so good to see you. My only regret is that we didn't take hardly any photos together. We're like, no. we should have taken a year's worth of photo- photos together. And I know you came over to the house we were staying at with like a bunch of outfit changes and your ring light. And then we just drank wine and talked the whole time. <laughs> Which, of course, is way more important. And of I course. love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that we don't have as many pictures together because we're always busy living and don't always remember to take our phone out. So I'm taking that as a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was so good to see you. Ah, I feel whole again. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into um, our episode, what, do you want to get started with your highs and lows? Sure, yeah, we can do that. Let's see. Hi, I have a lot to choose from recently because I just got back from vacation, kind of just like living on cloud nine right now. We rented a house in Bellingham for five days and four nights and it had a huge outdoor heated pool which is beautiful just like this awesome lot of land that it was on that had a bunch of outdoor games like this whole cabana and the house was really cute and we just had the best time like seeing all of our friends and family and then even spending time just the three of us and just like it was our first family vacation just the three of us it was it was amazing. Nora did amazing. She blew my mind the whole time how good she was. We went to two restaurants, which is a big <laughs> deal for me. We were outside and it was great. And yeah, just it was just like the most perfect trip. I actually came back feeling refreshed, which doesn't happen usually from vacation. I feel like you're like overwhelmed when you get back, but I'm like barely had my phone. My business didn't crumble. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. And I'm just like so happy I I needed that vacation so badly so that's my high my low uh the week before we left for vacation I had to go to the dentist I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast or not but I went in for a cleaning and they were like oh man one of these fillings that I had years ago they were like we can really see the age of this filling which was just kind of like (laughs) Um, so I had to get it replaced and I don't do well at the dentist (laughs) and so um in fact last time they basically told me I needed volume and laughing gas to have another procedure done skipped the volume because I just didn't want to take that so I just had the laughing gas and it was pretty awful and had another panic attack during the dental procedure just like last time and my mouth still hurts so it's been like it's been over a week and my mouth still hurts. So I don't know what's going on. I just hopefully don't have to get any more old fillings replaced or yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that was definitely the low. Oh, 
How about yeah. you? Um, let's see. My high is definitely when you were here. Um, so there were just a couple of us, like, at this point, pretty much everyone I know is vaccinated, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, but we all got to go sit outside in the little, like, cabana area and just talk until late and just have girl time, which I just did not realize that I needed so badly until it was happening. It was just so... I don't know, like renewing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it, amazing. Just like having our girlfriends together. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, huge. Way overdue. Just awesome time. Um, my low, I don't really have a specific low this week, which I'm taking as a good thing. Except mm-hmm. that now, after like living such a high high, now I'm just back to like my lonely little life. <laughs> so it's like a little extra sad, but now at least I have like hope that, you know, we can still, we can get together again and, you know, have more of those times to, mm-hmm. to share. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big deal. Just like, like you said, everyone that we know pretty much is vaccinated, at least the people that I'm seeing. <laughs> right. And so um, coming to Bellingham and just like, you guys being vaccinated, all of our other friend group being vaccinated, like, it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like the life before the pandemic for the most part. And it was, yeah, it is hard to come back to reality and go back to normal. But knowing we'll be able to see each other a lot more now is going to be great. Well, let's get into our episode for today. Um, Our guest, her name is Ange Thompson. She's a women's lifestyle and empowerment coach. And she's here to talk to us about mom guilt and just showing yourself some love and self-care. So let's bring Ange on to chat with us right after this short break. Hey Boss Lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. So we've rolled out a new segment where we're highlighting Boss Ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. Sweet Indulgence is a custom bake shop. They do cakes, cupcakes, macarons, cookies that are as beautiful as they are delicious. The owner Amy loves frosting and hopes to bring smiles to as many people as she can through baking. And she does just that check out her amazing creations and contact her to order your own at sweet indulgence pnw or you can find her goodies at joe's fine coffee on mount baker highway here in whatcom county again that's at sweet indulgence pnw if you're interested in us promoting you on our show send us an email we're running this ad space completely free and we would love to show support for your business so get that email our way and let's get bossy Welcome to the show, Ange. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're so happy to have you here too. And we're going to talk all about mom guilt and self-care. But before we get into all that good stuff, let's learn a little bit more about you. Go ahead and tell our listeners who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Let's hear it. All right. Um, I'm Ange. Uh, I am a, a mama of a couple of boys. Uh, I like to think of my fiance also as one of them as well. <laughs> he counts. Um, I'm a dog mama. I'm like the typical Portlander. I grow my own food and cook the things and love the earth. And uh, I'm in super into sustainability and essential oils. And um, I am a lifestyle and empowerment coach for women. 
I focus specifically on helping them go from victim mindset to victor mindset in their lives. Um, and we do that by teaching them to, to love themselves and celebrate themselves without the guilt. Uh, I love leopard print. Anything in the 80s and 90s realm of like movies and music is my jam. Mm -hmm. Tea is my love language. Uh, Murder, She Wrote reruns are like my that's like what I fall asleep to at night so my cool my cool factor is about yep. zero but I am a boss lady so <laughs> oh my gosh I'm like you're so cool what are you talking about yeah. Those are all things, at least for us millennials right like that's like cool no. cool cool <laughs> that's too cute well why don't you get started with telling us about your coaching business what kind okay. of things do you focus on how did you get started yeah um, so my start really came, um, I spent 14 years in the corporate world, um, working in, uh, retail management. I was good at my job, um, and had lots of employees, hundreds, if not a thousand employees through the, the time that I was a manager there. Um, but I was never fulfilled. I spent a lot of time wanting to teach, wanting to lead, wanting to share, um, but in that type of environment, those things often, um, there's just not time for it, given everything else that is going on at any given time. And especially during the pandemic, it was like the most insane thing I've ever experienced in my life. Um, so given all of the things that I said about being the typical Portland hippie mom, um, I have always um, just had a desire to share my story and to help women and um, really to, like, I felt like if I could succeed in my life after everything that happened to me, that there are more women that need to just hear real life stories of normal people who are able to just make changes and learn to love their lives. So um, I, my cousin went to a nutrition and health coaching school that's where I started. Um, I am a certified coach through um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition and coaching. And um, my story, like I, I quit my job um, after my nephew passed away in 2020, January, 2020, I just decided um, time is the only non-renewable resource. That is the one and only thing that we will never ever get back. Money, benefits, vacation, like whatever it is. Uh, that will always come back. The one and only thing is time. And I will not spend the rest of my life doing something that I don't love. Like I'm way too young. I got a long way to go, girls. I'm not trying to spend the next 30 years doing something that I hate. So yeah. no, thanks. Um, and I handed in my resignation <laughs> and walked away from my job, awesome. started my coaching business. Um, my, my program is one-on-one. -on -one. That's like I love to teach small groups, but I teach that in class environments. Mm -hmm. um, my coaching specifically is one-on-one. -on -one. Um, my program container is six months long. We meet three times a month. I'm also certified in Reiki. So a couple of Reiki sessions are included in, um, in my coaching package. Uh, my clients always have access to me through Marco Polo, which is nice. We can talk between sessions and make sure that, you know, if they have questions that they need answered, just really to stay connected. Um, and then I'm also developing like a little VIP day experience for someone who might not want like the whole time commitment, but really does want to learn some tools to really be able to use and focus on themselves in sort of like a smaller container. Um, and then I have a guilt-free going guilt-free masterclass that I'm teaching on June 10th. And that is the, the group group environment that I teach in. 
Amazing. So you kind of touch on a little bit of everything. So there's something for everybody who Mm -hmm. would want to work with you. And I love the Reiki piece of that because that really sets you apart. I feel like 2020 really brought forward a lot of people who are starting to chase their dreams and, you know, go more into this coaching side of business. It was definitely the kickstart for me as well in 2020 is when I kind of took the plunge into this type of environment as well. And so it's really special when we have things that kind of make us so different and set us apart and just your entire message and what you do is so different than anybody that we've ever talked to, which I think is incredible. So congratulations. That's amazing stuff. Thanks. Uh, I'm a little more shadowy, I think, than most people. That's uh, a lot of my, my whole chart if you want to go, uh, in that whole realm, my whole chart is in the shadow. So, um, really focusing on energy work is something that's important to me. And I feel like women need it. Wellness is a collective. It's not like eat healthy and you're good or like, you know, have a self-care practice and you're good. It's all the things. Right. And so, um, yeah, I love that. And I'm super excited to be able to offer it to people. Yeah. That's amazing. Can I just say that I think like along with birth classes because I know that's like a really big thing learning the breastfeeding courses and birth classes that mom guilt course should be required like or highly (laughs) recommended because it's something that you just are not prepared for so that's amazing that you're working with women on that yeah thank you we uh it it is and I think you know yes mom guilt but I think women in general Mm -hmm. honestly like it it's ingrained in so much of what we do and then add the kids piece and it's like just a whole nother whole nother level (laughs) yeah and and so what did you say kind of like your tagline is from victim to victor yeah is that right that yeah I love that so much because the victim mentality is I feel like that's just something that naturally happens to a lot of us because we get stuck in such like a vicious cycle of things are happening to me things are happening to me and it's really hard to get out of that and to have like that light at the end of the tunnel that I can get out of that and I can be a victor and take back the control. I think it's really special to have that. And man, with that guilt, it really, really is nice (laughs) to hear that there is a way out of there. Yeah, there is. Let's chat a little bit more about the guilt piece. And, you know, we're talking about specifically mom guilt, but as you said, women in general, like this whole guilt piece that we all deal with in life is so challenging what is guilt really? And where does it come from? Yeah. Um, so the way that I think, or the way I approach guilt is not like what you'll find in the Webster dictionary. I'm not going to come at you with the definition of what guilt is. Mm-hmm. I think really about guilt as it relates to our lives. And, um, it's to me, that constant negative nagging message that we aren't enough, didn't do enough, didn't try hard enough, should have done more, should have been more things, should have smiled more while doing it. Um, And so it really is um, just about that because it's the voice. It's the voice that we play in our heads over and over again. You kiss your kids and you're like, wow, shit, I should have tried harder today. It's like, can you just, can you have five seconds of your life where you're just good with what you did you know Mm -hmm. like we we, it's that constant repeat where we we only have something bad to say and that is what I truly desire to change um I think it comes from a lot of places I think that a lot of it is societal construct it's from what we're 
you know, quote unquote taught that we are supposed to do, right? We have kids and then we no longer have an identity. Mm-hmm. You're no longer Megan. I'm no longer Angela. It's you're a mom. You can't have friends outside. You can't do like, you don't have a life as a human woman anymore. Mm-hmm. Your life is now dedicated to your kids. And I think that that really for such a long time was the expectation. And so when now, you know, fast forward and the world is different, not just through the pandemic, but, you know, really over the last 50 years, the world has changed so much. And our expectations have gone from like, stay at home, take care of your children to like, okay, stay at home, take care of your children, but also work and also look good. And also still like cook every single meal, have sex with your partner every day, smile while you're doing it, like have, like volunteer, do all that. It's like, it's so it's so out of control. Um, And so I think that it's born from that. And then I think that really thinking about, you know, psychology and the amount of thoughts that we have, thousands of thoughts a day, um, like 80%, something like 80% of those thoughts are negative. Um, And my, I like, my goal is just to change that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think where it comes from. Yeah. I mean, how could it not, (laughs) you know, it's like the amount of things that are expected from us and nothing is ever good enough. I mean, not just for like how we put ourselves out there for ourselves. It's never good enough. Even when we're kicking butt, we could have kicked butt better that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I know as a mom for me, um, I am constantly aware of like other people's perceptions of me as a mom also and I know I've found myself judging other moms too for like putting yourself first ahead of your kids like you know I'm gonna go make this time for myself and I feel guilty leaving my kids at home but you know I need that me time or whatever why do you think it puts people off when we do put ourselves first oh boy uh I think the what's in it for me factor is just us as human beings and when people see something in you that they don't like it's often a reflection of something that they are jealous of that they wish they could have um and so I try to like re I try to frame it from that perspective but really truly when you start to prioritize yourself and you start to put yourself first and like you said set aside time like Mm -hmm. I need you to go to the babysitter for two hours. Like I need time. And I don't even care if I like curl up in my bed and cover my head with the sheets for two hours. Like that's nobody's business. I just need you to go away for two hours. Yeah. Um, but people want to, people are uncomfortable when you stop serving them in the way that they're used to you serving them. Um, it makes them feel less important less desired. Um, and that has nothing to do with us. That's totally their, that is literally their own feelings, um, and perception to own, but a lot of it is the what's in it for me. And once you start to really take care of yourself and prioritize yourself, people often become shocked and uncomfortable because they are used to you being the old version of you and they're served more by you being the old version of you. Mm Yeah. Oh man. I gave me goosebumps. I'm just like, I could feel <laughs> that so much. And what you said about the, the jealousy portion, I mean, with how much we are all putting ourselves out there through social media, which can be really incredible, but it can also cause so much comparison. Like 
I'm guilty of that when I see somebody who looks like, oh my gosh, like they have this beautiful family and they're killing it in their career. And they're also taking this time for themselves. Like, I feel like, oh, I wish that my life could be more like that naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, when somebody is seeing you deciding to take this step and take care of yourself, it can just make them, like you said, feel uncomfortable. I've been there myself. And I mean, what, like, how do we battle that? I guess, how do we kind of work around that? Because we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable, but I also think that it's really important for us to show that part of our lives and show that we're taking care of ourselves so that other women can feel inspired to do that as well, rather than feeling kind of uncomfortable or insecure about their own situation. Yeah. Um, so I, when I teach my, my guilt-free class, I call it the social media swindle, right? Because we all like, we love a pretty Instagram, you guys, like I love a beautifully laid out, pretty, wonderful, beautiful Instagram. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, is that real? Well, you know, maybe for some people and sure, like that's wonderful if it is, but for me, it's not like, it's just not, it's not who I am. Um, and so it is, like you said, easy to fall into the comparison trap. Um, and something that I tell my clients, which can be super triggering, uh, but I actually enjoy it. I enjoy seeing people's reaction to it, but, um, what other people think of you is none of your business. Mm-hmm. And people are like, like, like so offended by that, you know, Um, and people often are thinking about you far less than you think they are. You know, we Mm -hmm. all have this ego self that wants to believe that like everybody's thinking about us all the time, Um, you know, and like everybody's going to react to you differently. You can walk down the street and pass four people. One of them's thinking about what they're going to have for lunch. Somebody might've thought you had cute shoes. The other guy's wondering what he's going to do for work. You know what I mean? Like we Mm -hmm. want to believe that people are paying attention to what we're doing, but you know, maybe they are, but likely they're not. Mm -hmm. And so once you can really like really step away from how other people perceive you and what other people think of you, um, it's none of your business. And you go out there and you share your message in the way that you're meant to share your message in your own voice. Um, That's where the authenticity comes in. And that's when you get to really know, like, it's fine. They can think things that are untrue about me. If they have a, a, a perception that isn't true about me, that's fine. They're entitled to have that perception. Um, but I don't have to make that mean anything for me. Right. Yeah, I like that. And I feel like that's a form of taking care of yourself as well is kind of just letting that pressure go and letting just letting that go. My husband he's a very blunt man (laughs) and oftentimes like I'll be stressing out getting ready for you know an event or something like pre-pandemic especially and honestly like pre-kids especially when I was a lot more uptight about this kind of stuff and he would tell me like people aren't really going to be paying attention to you that much like calm down it's not really going to be about you or what you look like and yeah just through the years he's told me that so much and even though in the moment it felt so harsh it was like, yeah. you know what? You're right. Like, I'm just going to go and be myself and people aren't going to be focusing on me the whole time. And then once you become a mom, I feel like it's even easier to kind of let all of that go because, you know, you have your kid to worry about and all these other parts of who you are to kind of worry about besides just like how people are going to perceive you in general. Yeah. I, yeah. I went through a big thing with that after I had kids because I used to like never leave my house without makeup ever. Like, 
I would never go to the store in sweatpants, which if you know me at this stage of my life, that is hilarious because I <laughs> live in sweatpants and like hardly ever wear makeup. But I remember just going to the store with my baby and being like, oh my gosh, like, I hope I don't see anyone. I know I am a mess. This is so embarrassing. And I very quickly understood no one cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at me. One, they're looking at the baby if yeah. over in our direction at all, but nobody cares. They didn't treat me any different if I dressed nice or not if I had makeup on or my hair done they just they don't care everyone's so wrapped up in their own world that besides like the little interactions they have with you no one cares so yeah I loved it and it helped me just kind of like relax that part I mean now I do like to dress up and stuff for myself but I'm I just know that I'm not the most important thing in the room and it's that's fine yeah Yeah. and just like the you know, how we were talking about how people perceive us as parents as well. I mean, that's one thing that with our platform, we've tried really hard to be so open and honest about because, you know, we're all different and we're all going to have great days and hot mess days. And we're all going to have things that we feel guilty about. And we're all going to find time to put ourselves first. And we just did an episode where we called out every little thing we said we would never do when we had children. And it was, empowering to kind of be like and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and just kind of normalizing that that you know nobody is going to be perfect and that's fine and I feel like that's kind of a way of putting ourselves first too because we're standing up and you know helping other women feel comfortable with talking about that kind of stuff yeah I feel like stuff becomes so much more enjoyable when like the unnecessary pressure is gone Mm -hmm. You know, like that event that I want to get dressed up for now, it's because I want to get dressed up for it. Like you said, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm doing it because it makes me feel good and I want to do it versus like, I'm so terrified that if I don't look amazing, everyone's going to judge me and hate me and talk about me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so not fun to go into events feeling like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So as we're talking about kind of self-care, and putting ourselves first. And a lot of times people who may still be feeling uncomfortable witnessing this, they can kind of think, oh, well, they're just being selfish, right? Which for me, that's like a very triggering word. I've, Mm -hmm. I pride myself on not being a selfish person. And so even the thought of somebody thinking that I'm selfish can kind of make me start to feel really just like uncomfortable and upset. So let's kind of talk about the difference between self-care and actually being selfish. Yeah. Um, I think self-care is super buzzword right now and it actually sort of drives me nuts. And I've been thinking about like how in my business can I make sure that the way that I go about self-care is um, less trendy and more realistic because I feel like, especially since, you know, you said so many, so many people are coming out now sharing their stories. There's all these coaches, right? Self-care is like this everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Self-care is about intention. And uh, I think that there is a difference between being selfish and then self-serving behavior that, that um, benefits others. Mm -hmm. So um, me taking my two hours, for example, let's go back to the crazy thing I said earlier. I need my two hours where my kids are at the babysitter and I don't even care if I lay in my sheets. Okay. Well, that is self-serving behavior but I'm a happier mom. I'm a better partner. I'm better in my business. I show up in all of these areas of my life 
better and more fulfilled and happier. So yes, it was a self-serving behavior. However, everybody else in my life benefits from it. Mm -hmm. Right. We Mm -hmm. always think that selfish has a negative, it's always got this negative connotation, but I just challenge that with the idea, like, what if it's not, what if being selfish isn't always just negative? No, I like that. I've been thinking a lot about um, the whole like losing your identity when you become a mom thing. And I have to keep reminding myself and I, I really like how this sounds, but we are like living our own stories. And yes, we have kids and they are a huge part, but this is still, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of story left, hopefully, that's not going to always revolve around my kids. Like I deserve to build myself up however I want to that's independent from this one role that I'm doing and I'm really trying to focus on that when it's easy to you know feel guilty like oh my kids are growing up so fast am I doing a good enough job that kind of thing like I'm happy in who I am and where my path is going Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you have to do things for yourself and I, I really like that switching up the switching up the selfish thing because how could it be a bad thing to care about yourself yeah yeah. yeah, definitely. I think a lot of times as well, like the idea of working can be perceived as selfish too. And sometimes I'll find myself feeling guilty and thinking like, am I being selfish for pursuing my career the way I am? Especially because, you know, I'm in the kind of position I'm really fortunate where I don't really have to be doing this. I'm doing it because I love it. And so it's like, am I just, you know, just, caring for myself by doing this thing that I love so much, even though I'm helping other people. And even though I'm making a difference, I'm taking time away from my daughter. Sometimes I can be, you know, more stressed out because of work and trying to balance time with my daughter. I'm taking time away from my husband and, you know, all these things that I'm taking time away from. And I know that I'm not, but I will often sit down and question that like, Oh, you know, should I give it all up? Am I just being selfish? And it's just like this ridiculous thought that always comes in, you know, just when just random times, I feel like it just sneaks its head in, but I'm able to push it away. Um, What kind of advice would you have for anybody else who feels that way about their job, feeling selfish about working? Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, like to work or not to work, as a mom is probably one of the biggest um, points of contention that you'll find either in yourself or as other people look at you. Um, It is a big deal, right? Like if you leave the house and go to work after you have kids, you're a piece of shit. If you stay home after you have kids, you're a piece of shit. It's like literally no matter what you do, you either work or you don't work and everybody has something to say about it and everything's wrong, like no matter what. And so um, I really, like that's one of those moments where you have to sit down and and ask yourself, like you have to weigh the options, right? Um, yes, my kids are growing up fast, absolutely. And so is that career where I was gone 55 to 60 hours a week, is that fulfilling enough? Does that, does that outweigh the time with my kids? Or do I need to change it up and make the hours that I do put in and the hours that I do work fulfilling enough that it at least balances the scale. And that is something that only you can do internally because no matter what you decide, somebody is gonna have something to say about it. 
right? So that's a very, very internal conversation. Um, I would also say like, if you have a partner, if you have that person, run it by them too. It's not like a, um, you know, you're not asking them for permission to work. It's just, hey, this is how I'm feeling. It feels weird to leave. It feels weird to, to tell you guys like, I can't make dinner tonight or sorry, I can't go on that bike ride or, you know, whatever. It feels weird for me. I want you to know that I love you. Um, this piece of me, this work piece of me is like, it, it's fulfilling and it makes me happy and it's part of who I am. And so I want you to know and feel loved. Um, and I also want you to know and understand that like this piece for me is non-negotiable. And so sometimes it's gonna be hard for me to work through that. But even just saying it out loud, like I love you, I value you. This is something that I love and I value and finding the balance is hard for me. And I just wanted you to be aware. You know, I think that honest conversation, like it's okay to be vulnerable, just mm -hmm. say it, you know? Yeah, and I think even, talking it out with your kids too. Like, I mean, my, my daughter personally is only two and a half. So, you know, she doesn't really quite comprehend everything <laughs> I say, but, you know, letting your kids know too, exactly why you're doing what you're doing. And I, I love, that's amazing advice that I definitely want to use for my own situation. And I, I do think just admitting it and speaking it out is just releasing. And it does help you because we know that these are kind of intrusive thoughts like especially if we if we are working doing something that we're passionate about we're obviously doing that because we couldn't quiet that calling so when you have these kind of thoughts of oh should I not be doing this am I being selfish it's really just kind of that doubt sneaking in the negative thoughts that you're saying that we have so many of kind of sneaking in and just letting people know what's going on in your head and why you're doing that I, I love that so much so I Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. oh, if you, I'm changing topics. So go ahead. Oh, I literally, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm big on transparency. Mm -hmm. Like that is just something that I, I just believe in. I think that I don't want to say it's generational because, you know, I don't, it's at risk of saying it incorrectly or having it come out incorrectly. But I think that, um, you know, there's this whole, idea that like apologizing to your kids is wrong don't ever apologize to your kids it's like no <laughs> no I mess up sometimes I'm sorry for being gone sometimes I screamed at you sometimes I you know whatever it is it's like it's okay just be transparent if we expect them to be polite and apologize and do all of the things that we expect our kids to do like we absolutely should show up to do that too so um, just be transparent. And like you said, they'll get whatever they can get in the capacity that their brains can handle. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, cool, can I have a snack? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like over here crying. <laughs> I've fallen so much today. I was distracted all day. And that's like all they care about is the snack. They, yeah. they didn't even miss you besides opening the snacks for them. <laughs> oh, real talk. Um, so for those of us that are maybe like struggling with the whole self-care concept because I feel like also you said it's kind of a, like a buzzword right now when you when a lot of people think of self-care I think everyone's imagining like oh bubble baths and cups of tea or like sitting in a hammock reading I know that there's so many other ways to show yourself some self-care what are your favorite ways and what's one easy way that we can start caring for ourselves like today yeah um, so I'm going to give you two things. Cause I think this first thing is super, super important to acknowledge. Self-care is not the activity. Self-care is the intention. 
So I don't care if it's the sitting in the hammock. I don't care if it's the bubble bath. I don't care if it's locking yourself in your car for five minutes and jam into your favorite song. I don't care if it's the five minutes that you snuck away to the bathroom and had your wine because you're smart enough to know that if you got to hide in the bathroom, put your wine under the sink so that you can have your glass, you know, while you're in there. You know, like, I'm just, it doesn't matter what it is. It matters what your intention behind it is. So that start there. Um, You have to commit to a time frame. I, I just went through this with a a gal. um, I, and her, her time that she was able to commit to was nine minutes. So we picked three, three minute activities that she could do. They could be done together. They could be done separately in the morning, night, like does not matter. Nine minutes. Okay. Anybody who tells themselves that they don't have nine minutes, I'm sorry, you're lying, put away your excuse. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't, I just, I don't have patience for that. You have nine minutes, stop scrolling on Instagram. I guarantee you'll find it. Um, and her routine is that she wakes up in the morning. She runs some hot water from her sink. She takes a washcloth. She gets the water on the washcloth and she gives herself like a three minute, just like steam, nice wake up in the morning, fresh little steam facial. She goes and lets her dog out. She stands outside and does um, grounding. She has a grounding practice. I don't know if you guys are familiar or earthing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's different names for it. And, um, and then she does one other thing. And for her, it's um, like reads like two paragraphs, however much time she can read for three minutes. Um, and whether it's two paragraphs or a page or whatever it is out of whatever book she's reading at that time. And that's her routine. So commit to a time frame. know that the activity doesn't matter and um, yeah, just do what feels good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then the challenge is also trying not to feel guilty about the mm-hmm. self-care, yeah. which is a big one. Yeah. Um, and, and that again, like that's always going to be the struggle. It's always like, that's, we have to unlearn that we should feel guilty for, uh, taking the nine minutes, which sounds obscene. Like mm-hmm. if you say like, you, you should feel bad for spending nine minutes on yourself. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. We all know that our, we, if our friends said that we would be like, please stop, stop mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talk to yourself, like you'd talk to your friend make it realistic. If you have no self-care practice and you're like, I'm going to start with three hours a day. <laughs> okay. Let's be realistic. That's probably not going to happen. Um, so do it in bite-sized chunks. And if you have to do three minutes at a time, do three minutes at a time. Um, I have a 30 second, 30 second breathing exercise that can be done multiple times throughout the day. So I think when I say like, I don't, I, I don't make space for the, I don't have time as an issue because 30 seconds, three minutes, whatever it is, um, it's because you haven't decided that you want it bad enough yet. Mm, I like that. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> I told you transparent. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Also, I'm saying this for myself, but for other people who are, chances are you're feeling this way as well. If somebody offers to help you so that you can take time for self-care, let them help you so that you could take time. My husband and I have worked out where every Sunday morning I go running. That is my time. I take my dog. It's just the two of us. It's become like one of those non-negotiable things. And it's anywhere from 30 minutes to a couple hours, depending on how far I'm running. And without fail, every single week, I find myself feeling like, oh, I got to get back or 
oh, I feel so bad that I'm doing this or apologizing that I'm taking this time. And every single week, my husband looks at me like, are are you crazy? Like, we're here, we're good, go do your thing. But I still can't shake that feeling, even though, and, and that's, it's not just with that for me, it's with anytime somebody offers help, it's so hard for me to take the help and do the thing that I want to do without feeling that guilt. I'm definitely working on that. And so anybody else who's feeling that way, like I'm saying it for both of us, <laughs> someone offers take the help without <laughs> <Yes>. the guilt. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when we're not finding this time to put ourselves first, what kind of things are we risking? Like what kind of negative effects can start to happen when we're overwhelmed and overworked and overwhelmed and kind of not showing that love for ourselves? Yeah. Um, so stress, overwhelm, anxiety, all of those things show up in a million different ways. I said earlier that wellness is a collective. So mm-hmm. we, um, it's not just mental health um, that we risk. Um, and, you know, I'm not a doctor. And so I don't claim to be, and I, I try really hard not to use um, li- like medical terms, but um, the sadness, the resentment, the bitterness, the, the anger, the just sort of like, um, blase attitude about the lives that we live. Right. And then the longer those things go on, they snowball and we become more and more bitter and more and more resentful. And then, um, you know, then we are spending less time with our partner and then our kids become just another chore. And so like, it's right. So we're, we're trying to prevent the snowball effect. Um, stress also manifests itself in our bodies. Um, in many different ways. And it's different for everybody. It could be gaining weight. It could be lack of sleep. It could be nausea. It could be frequent headaches. It could be fatigue. Um, You know, it could be a million different things. Um, And then I also think um, the, like you lose yourself a little bit more, Mm. right? Like we have, I sort of envision us as women, us as moms, as like uh, I don't know, like a hole punch almost, like everybody gets a piece, right? Mm-hmm. And so we don't take those few minutes to invest in ourselves. At, at what point is there nothing left for people to take? It's, it's the analogy that everyone uses. You can't pour from an empty cup, but really you can't. Um, and maybe it's sustainable for a while. Like we, again, our egos would love to convince us that we can do it all without help and, and we're good. Um, but at some point there's nothing left to take. And then, you know, where are you left? Like, are you, are you happy and satisfied in your relationship? Is your partner happy and satisfied in in their relationship? You know, how is your relationship with your kids? Does that job fulfill you like it used to? Do you have friends left? I don't know. You know, you didn't have time for them. So maybe, maybe not. Um, there are a lot of things in our life, in our lives that we, that we risk. Um, and, it's not easy to allow yourself to take that time, but it is simple. It can be simple. Cool. You're like speaking to my soul right now. I'm just sitting here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's amazing. (laughs) Well, we have one final question for you before we let you go. If you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would it be? (sighs) Boy, my goodness. Um, I think clear, clear boundaries, you have to have clear boundaries and, um, it works both ways when it's family time or you time that has to be very clear, 
put your phone down, stop answering emails, stop taking that, that, you know, um, don't take that meeting. Don't, you know, your business isn't going to fall apart because you watched a movie with your kid tonight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, so when you are, whatever it is that you're doing, be present, I guess maybe is a better way to say that set your boundary and be clear about it. If you're working, you're working. Okay, fine. But when you're not be present in your life, whatever that happens to be, be there and be in that moment. Love that. That is great advice. All right. Well, now I'm going to take a deep breath because I feel like that got <laughs> really real. I don't know. Lots of real. Lots of like speaking right to my soul. I'm like, I must be your ideal client because I'm just <laughs> over here like, yes, yes. <laughs> but we're going to lighten things up to solution. Yeah. So we have a segment on our show called the hot mess moment. And this is a chance for you to open up and share a time that you've been a total hot mess, embarrassing confession, whatever it is. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, this is a, just a totally embarrassing, ridiculous story. And it, it like hot mess or not, uh, we took the kids. It was early on in my relationship with my fiance. We took, had the opportunity to take the kids to Disney. It was a very short trip. 48 hours. Okay. I had never been to Disneyland. So I'm like, I'm excited, you know, like I'm dying and I'm like so excited. So we get there and it effing rains the whole time. And I don't mean like, Oh, cute. Like that's fun rain. I mean, like disgusting, awful. There were no lines for any rides. We, we rode every ride at Disney (laughs) with no line. Um, but we were soaked. And I mean, like, you know how, when you're so wet that like your jeans have like the saggy, ass and like everything's heavy and you know and now I'm dragging around three kids worth of crap because their crap's heavy and soaked and I'm all of my stuff and my stomach hurts because I've been eating Disney food right and my fiance are not we weren't quite we weren't there yet in our relationship okay and so I'm like <laughs> oh god my stomach is not good feeling really gassy I'm soaking wet so we walk like a mile back to our hotel and like dude I had to fart I like, I did. And I was like, all these people are around. Oh my God. Like I'm panicking. There's only one, like we're in one single hotel room. There's five people in this hotel room. I'm panicking. Like I'm freaking out. And like he, so full disclosure, he wears hearing aids because he was in a band and he can't hear. And so I'm like, oh, it's fine. He won't hear it. So I'll just like walk behind him. I'll walk behind him. He won't hear it. It's fine. Which was good. Totally fine. Except for my stomach had been really not good that day. And I was like, oh no. I gambled. Oh no, I gambled. So we finally get back to the hotel room and I'm like gonna cry at this point because I'm like, did I poo my pants? Like, I don't know. I'm soaking wet. There's only one bathroom. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you breach that conversation? Well, me being special old me, we get into the hotel room and he turns around and looks at my face. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, Hey, is this like forever? Like, I need to know, like, are we, are we in this? because I think I shit my pants and he was like what what I was like I it's possible I'm so soaking wet right now that I don't I don't actually know but I'm just just letting you know that if this is forever that like it's cool I'll throw my clothes away like we're not gonna take them home with us on the airplane but like this may it may have happened and the kids were just like what is going on (laughs) 
he's looking at me like, oh, wow. Okay, I question everything now. I don't know if this is forever, but you can't take it back because like, here we are. I've already been as honest as like life gets, right? Oh my God. Everything was fine, by the way. That's good, good. So, no. yeah, good. It was just, I was just so soaking wet that I had no idea whether or not yeah. it happened. Oh my gosh. Well, at least you like cross that line, you know? I mean, yeah, that was like forced you to take that plunge. Dude, everybody. Okay. Thank you for saying that because people are like, what do you mean cross that line? I go, girl, you know, that when you get into a relationship, that's a line that like, you know, you can, you don't just have it and it's fine. Like you have to cross it. You got to work up to it. And then you cross it at some point. Like I'm not that open that early. I yeah. still haven't crossed that line with my husband and we've been married for five years. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Dude, you know, it happened. It's like, I didn't have a choice. It happened. Yeah, exactly. I, I need not, something so. like knock on wood, but I need something like that to happen to force me to cross that line. <laughs> oh, We're humans. Man. It happens. Uh, that's funny. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're welcome. It's probably... <laughs> the most important piece that we talked about today. Yeah. Well, that's the hardest I've laughed in a really long time too. So thank you for that. Yeah, Nikki is, loves that stuff. Oh, I'm all about the poop stories. I know that is the one thing Megan and I are like the polar opposites. I'm like, let's talk about all the poop things. She's like, stop saying poop, please. Please don't say that. I don't like it. So, so that was perfect. Yeah. Okay. So before we let you go, why don't you yeah. tell everyone where they can find you, how they can, you know, support your business? Yeah. Um, Instagram's the best way to find me. It has link, like my bio has links to all the things. So um, new clients, free call, um, free consult call always. Um, I like to make sure that we're a good fit, right? If we're going to be successful in coaching, um, it's a we thing. It's a team thing. If we're going to be successful, then we need to know that we're going to be successful. Um, so let's chat. Let's have a free call. Um, I have a free um, self-care download. It's literally my routine and how I sort of changed my life and my story. That's in my Instagram bio. Um, and um, if you want to work one-on-one, I am looking to onboard six clients right now. That is, uh, I literally just launched my brand new stuff with my Reiki and all of my things. So six clients I'm looking to onboard. And then June 10th, I will be teaching that going guilt-free masterclass. I will be there. (laughs) (laughs) We will make sure to drop links to all that in the episode details so people can um, find you. Yeah, Thank you so much for joining us today, Ange. It was amazing conversation. I think we're all kind of inspired to show ourselves a little more love, a little more patience. Thanks. Yeah, just thank you. That was a good conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You ladies are amazing. You're amazing. Make (laughs) sure you go check her out, follow her stuff, and let's see you there at that masterclass. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.